G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Anybody who's ever come to the conclusion that they've made such a mess of their lives that nothing and nobody could ever, ever, ever make things better. Anybody who's ever been in that place needs to know something. Something important. Something, the only thing that can make things better. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond and welcome again to the program as we take a look at your life from a different perspective. One of the things that Christians do is they throw around words, words that seem important to them but are meaningless to the rest of us. Worse than meaningless, actually, it makes them sound almost like a cult. The blood of the lamb, sin, salvation, communion, redemption. It's a pretty long list of in-house jargon that for quite a long time kind of made the goodness of God, the amazing love of God, his grace in Jesus, inaccessible to me. It turned me off religion. (laughs) To tell you the truth, I remain turned off from religion and jargon and rituals. None of those things in and of themselves have ever done anything much or meant anything much to me. And I guess that the sad thing about all of that jargon is that by using it without explaining it, we kind of obscure the power and the wonder of the meaning that lies behind it. The word that I particularly want to focus on right now, not because I want to do some irrelevant word study, but because it really matters, is redemption. What does it mean to be redeemed? Who cares? Does it matter? Is it relevant to our lives today? Well, you make up your own mind. Yesterday on the program, we were talking about a bad time in the life of Israel, a time when through their rebellion against God, they'd found themselves living out the consequences of their sin as slaves and captives to the Babylonians. It was a terrible time. It lasted for 70 years, which is almost three generations. But one day, God decided enough was enough. They'd had enough pain, enough suffering. The direct consequences of their rebellion, their sin, it's what always happens. But enough was enough. It was time to act because God so loved his people beyond measure. Isaiah chapter 43, beginning at verse 1. But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name and you are mine. There it is, that word redeemed. Did you pick it up? He goes on to say, when you pass through the waters... I will be with you, and through the rivers they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Saviour. I give Egypt as a ransom, Ethiopia and Seba in exchange for you. (laughs) So what does it mean to be redeemed? In the context of what God's saying there to his people, well, in that context, remember, as far as the Israelites were concerned, all was lost. They were third-generation slaves in captivity with no prospect of freedom. Jerusalem, their capital, lay in ruins. The temple where the presence of God supposedly dwelt lay in ruins. All was lost. Their lives were lost. Their future was lost. But now, God comes along and says, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. 
I have brought you back from the abyss. I have lifted you out of this pit. I have restored your future to you. I have saved you from a lifetime of living out the consequences of your rebellion against me, a.k.a. your sin. I have removed the burden of your sin from you. And notice with me, if you will, the tense of the verb redeemed. It's not future tense. God's not saying, I will redeem you one day. It's not even present tense. I am redeeming you today. It is, in fact, past tense. It's a completed act. It's a done deal for I have redeemed you, says the Lord. Now, just imagine what they, the Israelites, felt when they heard the great prophet Isaiah declare that to them. But now, says the Lord, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. They would have been confused. Hang on a minute. Right now, I'm still a slave. Right now, the Babylonians are still the dominant global superpower on the planet. Nothing's changed. And yet, this isn't just anyone saying this. This is, after all, the prophet Isaiah. What do I do with this? How do I process this? The word of the Lord and the evidence of my circumstances are in total conflict and opposition to one another. So what do I do now? Which one do I believe? God's word or my circumstances? That is pretty much the dilemma that we all find ourselves in pretty often. It looks like the burden of our sin will never leave us. The consequences will never go away. And yet the truth is that in Jesus, just as the Israelites were redeemed through God's word, and in subsequent chapters of the book of Isaiah, you actually see how all that plays itself out. Just as they were redeemed, so have you and I already been redeemed, already plucked from the pit of our despair. By the grace of God, the free, unmerited, unlimited favour of God, who doesn't want us to live out the punishment and the consequences that we so richly deserve, but who wants to set us free to be all that we can be for his glory. Romans chapter 5, beginning at verse 6. For while we were still weak, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more surely then, now that we've been justified by his blood, will we be saved through him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more surely, having been reconciled, will we be saved by his light. But more than that, we even boast in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. It's a done deal. It's past tense. Whatever it is that's going on in your life at the moment, whatever exile and captivity and slavery that your rebellion against God has brought upon you, I want you to hear this very good news. The very word of God for you today is this. Do not be afraid, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, and you are mine. Whenever there's a conflict of evidence between your circumstances and God's word, God's word wins. God's word always wins. So let's move from Israel's predicament to your life, your circumstances, your predicament. I know that there is some consequence of sin that you are living out in your life right now. I'm certain of it. Because we've all sinned and we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We all deserve his punishment for the wages of sin is death. Although these days... He punishes us not, because instead he heaped all the punishment that you and I so richly deserve on the shoulders of Jesus Christ as he hung there and suffered and died on that cross for us. 
But we do live out the consequences of our sin. If you don't forgive someone, that's sin. And it'll eat away at you, at your relationship with that person. It, it'll hurt so much. If you're dishonest and you cheat on someone, the guilt will eat you up. And when they find out about it, which they almost certainly will, it'll destroy the relationship. When you speak evil of someone, it always comes back to bite you. Yeah? Sin always has consequences that we have to live through. And the point is that at some stage, God comes along. He proactively steps forward. In fact, he already has by presenting us with a solution. The only solution that will ever, ever work. Jesus. That's God's gift of grace to you. He doesn't want you to live out the consequences of your sin anymore. If you believe in Jesus, you are saved from the wrath of God. You are redeemed from the pit that you find yourself in. God is with you so that the rivers won't overwhelm you. You'll walk through fire, but the flames won't burn you. You are his, and he has called you by name. And that's good news for you today. That's stunningly good news. And that's where the grace transformation begins with the good news of Jesus Christ. Life can be hard work some days, and as that daily grind just kind of grinds away at us, it's easy to forget that Jesus died and rose again to give us victory. That's why every now and then, just as the Spirit leads, perhaps when you least expect it even, I'd love to send you a short text message of encouragement straight to your phone. That's what Victory SMS is all about. Roughly every other week, I ask the Lord, what word of encouragement could I give today? So if you like the occasional word of encouragement, head across to victorysms.org and when you do subscribe, you'll immediately receive a free copy of my ebook, Power Unlimited. Thousands already have, and the most common response, hey, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. How did you know that? Thank you so much. It's simply amazing how powerfully the Spirit of God can move through just a short text message, and I'd love to encourage you too to live your life in victory. Again, that web address is victorysms.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.